Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 533. And Def Leppard. We're back to Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, looking like uh, partly cloudy today with a high of 73. Tomorrow, a high of 86, which uh, it's like summertime already. And then Just back, about. In, back into the 60s by uh, by next week. It's 63 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, bike nights are coming back. In fact, uh, Bob Kane Owls is going to be in the studio later on today from Throttle Rocker Nation. Even some shows coming up tomorrow that'll tell you about. Yeah. At uh, Race Street, Iron Maidens. It's like women who sing Iron Maiden songs. That's pretty awesome. It's wicked hot. Who's the beer witch? I don't know. I do not know. I know if they were playing in East Hampton, they'd have to change their whole thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. It would be uh, Iron People. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of uh, East Hampton, we have uh, an update to give you that we'll tell you about later on to the, uh, this morning. You're not going to believe it. You're not going to believe this. <laughs> it's so great. Anyway, that's coming up, and we'll tell you all about it in a few. It's 534. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 550 in Nirvana. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Hey, before we get going, I think you're going to have to do this again today. Oh, for crying out loud. Really? Well, I, I, yeah, because I can't, uh, I don't see it on there. I, you know, it's the East Hampton School Committee's fault because I wouldn't have had all these clips loaded into this computer if it wasn't for them. Listen, I don't mind uh, yeah. bearing the weight of this show day after day. It's quite all right, Steve. I'm, I'm kind of used to it. Anyway, Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems in the well for the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Now, before you start, uh-huh. I'd just like everybody to, to, to recall how smoothly that went. On yeah. my end over here. Well, you just got to push a button. Yeah, I pushed the button, and yeah. it came out perfect. Uh, which is which is rare for you. Hitting a real home run over yeah. here today. So, this is like, uh, this is like uh, some regular Joe trying to win the Powerball. The chances of you pushing that button and making it smooth are a one in 300 oh, million. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown is engaged. She and... Uh, in G- what? That's what I'd like to know. She and uh, Jake Bon Jovi, uh, the son of Bon, uh, jo- the son of uh, Bon Jovi, right? Yeah. Made it Instagram official yesterday. In the picture, Millie shows off her new ring, and some jewelers are estimating it could be worth anywhere between seventy-five thousand and one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Is that his two-month salary? It's his mom's two-month salary. Gotcha. Or dad's two-month salary. That I believe. Probably. Uh, actually, a Bon Jovi show, he'd probably get that in one night, at least. Easy, yeah. So it's a, yeah, it's a it's one show of dads. He gets that much before even the encore, probably. In the picture, Millie. Sh- uh, uh, anyway, Millie and Jake have been dating since 2021, or three summers, as Millie says in her caption. So it's not too soon in that regard. But Jake is only 20, and Millie is 19, and the internet is very concerned that she's too young. Wouldn't you be concerned that he's too young too? Like, well. But they're they're not even it's they're a year apart. It's right. not even. But he's but he's a Bon Jovi, okay? Yeah. He's gonna land on his feet. Yeah, you know, this young lady, we don't know what's gonna happen. You know, does she have uh, you know, a big stack of cash, family cash that you can just you know back into? We don't know. I don't know, but they look very happy. Of course they do. Photo. They're young and stupid. They don't know any different. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh no, don't no 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 that that. If you're a uh, Ukrainian orphan, you probably could use some stability to an end to a war and, you know, maybe 
parents, but Rachel Ray brought them ice cream. How nice of her. Uh, That'll definitely soften the blow of having your life torn apart by war. I mean, I'm kind of being a jerk by saying that, but seriously, Rachel Ray did do a good thing. She went to an orphanage in western Ukraine and refurbished their kitchen and taught the kids how to cook. She also donated an ice cream maker and floor cleaner. She said, quote, I'm just grateful that they allow me to be a part of their community and their effort. It is a moral imperative to be here. People in Ukraine, they continue on with their lives despite whatever happens. Uh, I'm in such awe of that. Rachel has been to uh, Ukraine four times this year and plans are underway for her fifth trip. Well, you know, well, at least I, she's doing good stuff, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah you know, good. I don't have a lot of these people showboating over there. In a war torn well, country. I mean, you could say that's she's showboating as well. I mean, you could if you were cynical and yeah, but had at no least, compassion at least in your heart. At least she's offering services. You know what I mean? It's not like she's just there to take a photo shoot and then take off. You know what I mean? Mm, I don't know. Uh, we don't know much about the Barbie movie yet, but it sounds like it's going to be pretty out there. In fact, Margot Robbie says, quote, the first time I read the Barbie script, my action was like, ah, this is so good. What a shame it'll never see the light of day because they're never going to ma- let us make this thing. <laughs> but they did. But when she asked for details, Margot said, quote, can't tell you. On a similar note, uh, Simu Lu took, a, g- took the gig after his agent read the script and told him, if I could stake my career on one script, it's the Barbie script. I really think I should. Uh, you should do it. Barbie uh, hits theaters on July 21st. It's that good. No. I don't know. I, I don't know what to believe. You know, all these people who said that Mario movie was a piece of crap, the thing made $300 million on its opening weekend. Yeah, because you're, you're, you're basically glomming onto a successful franchise. Right. That's, it has nothing to do with the movie or the plot line. It has everything to do with but, the fact that people love Mario and have for 40 years. But but that could be applied here. You're talking about a, a, a Mattel franchise of cartoons and movies and all these other things they've made based on the Barbie character. See, when I heard you say that's what they're basing it on here, I thought you were talking like here at Rock 102. No. I don't, no, know, what, no, no. I don't know what they're holding on to here. No, they're not holding on to much here. I'll tell you that. Uh, Matthew McConaughey will star in a Yellowstone spinoff after a three-year break from acting. On the Armchair Expert podcast, Matthew said, quote, To uh, have some structure, like, I got called high, I got lines, I got characters, all right, all right, all right. Who is that? It's not Matthew McConaughey. I can't really get that, the, the... The yeah, no, right. I was gonna say, that yeah, didn't sound much like him. That more sounds like uh, who does that sound like? Uh, I don't know. That's yeah. why I had to ask. Uh, he also thinks uh, his time away has made him a different or improved actor. What well, I have so much respect about for the vocation of the acting. <laughs> That's not really his voice. Look, it, it's not gonna get better just by you Re- doing it here. Real life is where this stuff comes from. <laughs> now I'm like just changing it up. Yeah, practice, practice. Yeah, next time. Ariana Grande has been looking thinner than usual in some of her recent Instagram pics, and it's got fans worried that she's unhealthy. What is it with people? Like, you, you're, you're, you're concerned that she's gaining weight. Oh, I'm concerned that she's getting too thin. Have you ever heard of anybody, you know, putting their life aside to worry about how much weight Ariana Grande is carrying? I, I don't... I'm, I don't know if a single person no. is doing that. I, uh... I don't worry too much about people I don't really know. I haven't slept in three days since hearing about this Millie Bobby Brown uh, engagement. 
She got engaged? Yeah, to Bon Jovi's kid. When? Yesterday. Couple days, uh, like yesterday. She posted, I've been completely sleepless. She posted a TikTok saying, quote, I think we should be gentler and less comfortable commenting on people's bodies no matter what. If you think you're saying something good or well-intentioned, uh, whatever it is. Then she added that she was more filled out. Uh, she was actually the unhealthiest version of herself. Mm. Uh I was on a lot of antidepressants and drinking on them and eating poorly and at the lowest point of my life. And when I looked uh, the way you consider my healthy, that, in fact, was not my healthy. So now she has an explanation for it. There you go. Uh, Kim Kardashian is nervous about starring in American Horror Story. Really? Yeah. She always had something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I was nervous about being on film, Ray J gave me the Bangkok blow dryer and that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for $39.95. You ever have the Bangkok blow dryer? I have not. Had that uh, at all. You should try it. Uh, Caitlin? I never got that down dirty at the age uh, with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once ate from the Fupa Chalupa. <laughs> the Vajumic. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I got done with that. She, uh, she, she, she helped me uh, pleasure <laughs> my in-betweenness. Did you ever have the in-between us? Uh, sure. Yeah. Well, you know. And there you go. <laughs> That's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. When you're a plus. I think what I'm trying to tell you is Rock 102 Springfield Classic Rock. It's 611 and uh, ACDC with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. I just stepped outside. It was pretty breezy out there. Yeah. And it's that uh, red flag fire warning that's uh, in effect until 7 o'clock tonight. Uh, for all of Massachusetts, and that means uh, don't start fires in your backyard. Yeah, we, you probably shouldn't do that anyway, especially now because it's not burn season. But uh, sunny and breezy and a high of 74 today. It's 63 right now in downtown Springfield. Hey, let me ask you a question. Uh, six inches. No, that's not the question I was uh, asking about, and I'm going to put that in my uh, memory bank and try to forget it. I've ever heard that. But uh, you were just at opening day at Fenway, right? Yes. You went there with your, your kid, and you had a great time, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, can I ask you a question about your your Fenway experience? Sure. Did you happen to buy hot dogs? I did. Okay. Now, as you know, the Fenway Frank is a Massachusetts institution. I love a good Fenway Frank. I could eat like fifteen at a time. It I'm was, like I'm like listen, Kobayashi when I'm at uh, when I'm at Fenway. It was like an okay hot dog. I would totally get a better one at either uh, Nick's Nest or the White House. Okay, listen, just yeah. follow me here on this one. Uh, what did you order the? Did you uh, on the hot dog? Did you apply ketchup? To that hot dog. Yes. And a matter of fact, do you remember if, you might probably don't remember this from our conversation, but I told you that I got to witness the person changing the yes. ketchup dispenser. So here's the deal. The uh, the Red Sox have a, uh, back in 2020, mm-hmm. uh, established a new partnership with uh, a company called True Made Foods. Right. Uh, they have kind of transformed the condiment world because unlike the Heinz, the Hunts, the ones that are good, they have removed added sugar and artificial sweeteners mm-hmm. and it replaced that delicious g- sweet goodness with things like butternut squash and yeah. carrots. Okay. I, I- because apparently... That's healthy. Yeah, and uh, there is a difference in the texture of that stuff versus because I thought there was something wrong with it. 
So does everybody else. Yeah, because when you push it down, it doesn't come out in that smooth, ketchupy mm-hmm. form. It comes out almost more like a tomato paste than it does like a ketchup. Too thick and probably the, a little bit too lumpy. Too very lumpy. Yeah, see, it's I very lumpy. I gotta tell you, mm-hmm. I don't like uh, ketchup that's too thick. Yeah, and I don't like ketchup that's lumpy. I like ketchup that comes that that squirts out like clear water, and then all of a sudden. It's all over the place. Yeah. That's what I like. That's what I grew up in. So now what they're finding is two weeks into the uh, into the baseball season, there has been an overload of people going into Fenway Park, bringing their own ketchup packets into Fenway. Okay. Now, I'm going to sound like a snob here. Yeah. I, if you, so indulge me here for a second. Uh I don't like putting hot, I don't like putting ketchup on hot dogs to begin with. Uh, to me, this that's like the wrong well, condiment. Okay, but but they sell other many other items there that require ketchup, like French fries or chicken yeah. tenders. Some people like yeah, kids usually eat that with their chicken tenders. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there is a need for ketchup, right? But there's a need because the new stuff is kind of gross. Yeah, for people to bring in their own condiments. Well, I mean. It, so in a so so in a, so in a pat down when they're looking for you know they're, just, they're checking your bags for weapons they're you know they're making sure you're not uh, you know, you're bringing in uh you know video equipment for un uh, un un uh, you know unlicensed video recording or you know to help the team figure out uh, <laughs> you know, yeah calls of the plate right but uh, so people are bringing these things in and the folks at Fenway are getting uh, you know the folks at the Red Sox are getting angry because they got a contract with this company that is providing. A sweatshop inadequate condiments. Well, what do they care whether people bring in their own ketchup packets or not? Because they are expecting this stuff to get used. Yeah, but you're, oh, so they're having leftover ketchup? Exactly. Because nobody in their right minds wants to have ketchup with butternut squash and carrots inside of it. Well, uh, you know, let me tell you, I mean, it was opening day, um, uh, probably by the third inning when I went up to get that food for my daughter and myself. Right. The the ketchup was already gone out of that giant dispenser. Think about I mean, that's got to be the first bag in the thing on opening day. You right. would hope, mm-hmm. but think about how many people used that to to make it go out that quickly. I agree. I agree. But here's my here's my argument. I understand that there are people that want to eat eat uh, healthy food. You know, they want to go yeah. for the healthier option. And that's great. If you want to be healthy for your kids or you want your kids to eat uh, you know, natural foods. But you're putting it on a freaking hot dog, which yeah. is uh, which, you know, there's probably rat hairs and pig testicles and intestines all mashed up and yeah. squeezed, extruded into a into a thin layer of, of God knows what. And then uh, all of a sudden you want to get healthy with that hot dogs. Are not healthy foods. You know what it is? It's probably cheaper to make this stuff than it is to make regular ketchup. I'm sure it is. I'm I'm sure that's that's what this is. But nevertheless, people are finding this ketchup to be gross. Now, to me, when I eat a hot dog, I do it uh, well, really three ways. Okay, it's either mustard only, it's e- or mustard, and three or four cups of relish. I've done that before. I mean, like literally, a lot of relish. Oh man, I'll eat the relish like crazy, (laughs) or 
I'll go bald. Bald? Bald. No condiments. I'm bald. I know you're bald. You're balding. Nothing. I'm not balding. I've got a full, luxurious head of hair. Oh, I see that little line going up. It gets longer every year I look at you. I'm talking about eating a hot dog dry. Right right out of the No, I couldn't. Do right that. out of the hot water into uh, that steamer right into the bun. Like, uh, Joey Chestnut and Kobayashi Kobayashi do it. That's right. That's why I do it. I do yeah. it Kobayashi style. I just I just dip them in water and go to town on it. If you're only beholden to one condiment, there's other condiments to choose from. But thing is, they've all gone with this uh this goofy uh company that uh, uh, is adding traditional natural sweeteners to their food here's what they don't have though they don't they only had ketchup and two kinds of mustard they didn't have relish which i thought was a little odd Mm -hmm. why wouldn't you have relish available uh at a hot dog condiment stand am i right doesn't make a lot of sense doesn't make a lot of sense get rid of one of the mustard you know what buy less of the uh healthy organic ketchup and then replace that with good ketchup, and that way people can make the choice between whether they want the healthy ketchup or the uh, salty heart attack ketchup. I've never understood the idea of using a healthy sauce or condiment on something that is naturally unhealthy to eat. Hot dogs, fries, nachos, uh, cotton candy, all those things, you know, peanuts, Cracker Jack, all those things that are available at at a baseball stadium, and you want to make healthy options how about this how about allow us to bring food from the outside which you don't do they're not gonna do that of course they're not gonna do that they want you to spend you know like seven bucks on a hot dog they don't even want you bringing your own water bottle in there this is what i'm talking about it's like it's a it's a total mixed message you want us to be healthy and put it on things that are that'll kill you things that are like have are like knowingly cause cancer in people you feed a Fenway Frank to a lab full of mice or yeah. rats. They're all going to die of cancer. Every single last one of them. But at least they did it with style with some good ketchup on it and not that crappy sugar-free stuff that they're serving right yeah, now. Yeah, e- even filthy rodents that you know that uh, you find like you're going in between the tracks of the tea. Even they've got better taste than to eat this crappy ketchup. The rat wouldn't even touch when, when the rats don't touch it. That's when you know you messed up. But it is so are, like a rat is eating a Fenway Frank with the ketchup. Goes, what the hell is this? So, is there any talks to resolve this problem? Or are they going to are they no. going to change up the uh, the vendor? No, because it's a contract, right? And, but like, does the but, but does the vendor go? Well, if nobody's eating this stuff, maybe we should go back to serving the regular stuff. See, but the, but that's the only kind of food that this particular vendor makes. Oh, I get they you. they they don't they don't make good old traditional. Ketchup. They don't taste like a Heinz. They don't taste like a Hunt's. They are just simply ruining perfectly good condiments. I, I gotta tell you, I thought there was something wrong with it when I put it on the tray. Yes, and you because, couldn't, because, and you couldn't figure it out because could you? it was like it was dark red. It wasn't yes. like it wasn't like your traditional ketchup out of the bottle thing. I'm telling you, I don't, I don't know what makes people think that a crowd of thirty six thousand people are going to be satisfied with a little switch up because you've got a contract. You know, I want my difficult to open little packages of ketchup and I want to squeeze it on whatever I want. Anything I I want. The idea, though, that a ballpark gets upset that people are bringing in their own ketchup package just goes to show you how, like, cheap they are and how it's, it's just like, is that really taking money away from your profits? 
well, by, by having people. And how many people really do bring in their own packets? Quite a few. And the thing is, if people are bringing in their own packets, then all of a sudden yeah. you got a backlog of, of uh, ketchup product that's just sitting there uh-huh. rotting. You're actually wasting your money on that, uh, right. on that product. But it's only been two weeks since the first game, right? Yes. Since opening day. Are those people hearing about how bad the ketchup are and then bringing packets when they come to the game, or are these the frequent flyers that go to the game? Because if you're a frequent flyer that go to a Red Sox game, yeah. you have enough money to buy your own ketchup and bring it in there because uh, like those tickets to that game are ridiculously expensive. Of course it is. I got them for free because I won them in a contest. Yeah, but you would never spend your own money to go. I wouldn't. Well, not at Fenway Park, but... Uh, <laughs> But no, but but you know that's I wouldn't spend my own money to go. But to to go that frequently, even if you have bleacher seats, that's expensive. It is. I don't know, man. This guy, you got uh, you got a, a league full of I don't know what are the 30, 30, 30 teams. Yeah. You know what are the other twenty nine doing for their condiments? They're probably uh, they probably even have ketchup. Uh, geez, that's at the Pirates games. The ketchup. C a t s u p. You know, keep your standards high. Don't give me veg- healthy vegetables for a hot dog. I'm. This is an outrage. The whole vegetable thing. You know what? And that's all a bunch of hooey anyway. That stuff's probably loaded with so much sodium and everything else that it's not yeah. healthy for you. Right. You realize what yeah. kind of other suspensions are in that ketchup? Right. It's probably right. like you know corn syrups and fructose and all the other things that clog arteries and cause you have a heart attack. Pop that on a on a sausage or a hot dog. Ooh, but and that's going to help you. What's that going to do? Ease the stroke? Well, it's got uh, three grams less of cholesterol than the normal ketchup. Please. 624 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Looking to add some extra fun and excitement to your next night out? Play Kino from the Mass Lottery. Now through April 16th, play Kino bonus for a greater chance. It's 626 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, Going to be nice and warm today. Uh, breezy. Red flag fire warning in effect until 7 p.m. To, don't do any brush fires today because uh, that could get out of control. High of 74. It's 63 right now in downtown Springfield. Real quick, uh, later on t- today we'll be talking to Bob Kane Alves from Throttle Rocker Nation. Uh, bike nights are about to start up. He'll tell us about that. There's a great show at Ray Street Live tomorrow night. We'll tell you about. And then on Friday, uh, Dr. Vito Patron... And his attorney will be joining us right here in the studio. Who's Patron? Oh, uh, Perone. Perone. Yeah, I was it... getting thirsty. Sorry. <laughs> Let's have a drink. Drink. <laughs> what is it? The Patron. 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 Let's go get it on. You want to laugh? <laughs> yeah. All right. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's <laughs> classic rock. The guy takes his uh, best buddy home uh, to meet his wife. Yes. Right? His wife uh, screams, you stupid idiot. My hair's a mess and my makeup's a mess. The house is a mess. The dishes aren't done. I'm still in my pajamas. I can't bother to be cooked. My time of the month. And why the hell did you bring him home? And the husband says, because he's thinking about getting married. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a good way to show that. Uh, don't, don't go down that road. Don't do it at all. Bax and Nagel in the morning. Sleeping on the job. 631 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Go to Gary Rome Hyundai and get 0% financing on select models. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. You know, to say you're sleeping on the job is a little bit redundant. Everybody kind of knows you do, so 
You know. Well, I mean, I was I was looking at other stuff, and uh, what were you looking at? What what, uh, what was so interesting on that side of the table here? I was uh, looking at some uh, some videos. Uh, in particular, there was a monkey washing a cat. Oh well, <laughs> I can see where you would get distracted by that. I find that to be very compelling. I don't uh, monkeys freak me out. See, I love monkeys. Especially the little tiny ones. Yeah, well, yeah, those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. those are like like weird. So I like I like uh, I like the ones that resemble uh, more human features. You know, like uh, your chimpanzees, uh, your baboons, your gorillas. I think any animal that acts human-like freaks yes. me out. Really, like a lot. Yeah. I don't know, Steve. Uh, I find it to be fascinating how uh, uh, how nature has separated all of us. Uh, how about some news, huh? Uh, fire crews were called to a fire in a yard on Cottage Street uh, yesterday on Tuesday afternoon. According to the Orange Fire Department, crews discovered an outbuilding burning with fire extending into the yard. The Athol Fire Department was also called in to assist. Orange Fire says the fire was knocked down with uh, no extent, no extension to the house. So if Athol I'm, is burning. I was just going to ask you that. Yes. I was ju- I was going to go there because I wanted to be sure we were getting the our story straight. Oh, can you imagine if this happened in my anus? <laughs> I can't even imagine. Uh, would, you, would you need mutual aid from my uh, from Athol? Uh, that's a long way to get from my anus to Athol. Shouldn't be that no, far. No, it shouldn't distance. be that far. But it's like 150 miles. <laughs> Whew. Think, about, uh, think about that more than once. A Holyoke man pleaded not guilty in connection with damaging more than a dozen headstones at a cemetery in Northampton. Northwestern DA's office spokesperson Lori Loisel uh, said that uh, 19-year-old Matthew James DeLude of Holyoke pleaded not guilty in in Northampton District Court Monday on the following charges. Operating a motor vehicle under the influence of alcohol, speeding, failure to wear a seatbelt, and possession of open containers of alcohol. On Saturday around 1.42 a.m., police, uh, Northampton police were on patrol in the area of St. Mary's Cemetery located on Bridge Road and saw a gray Infiniti sedan with heavy front-end damage. Officers spoke with the driver, who allegedly showed signs of impairment and was arrested for OUI liquor. During the investigation, it was revealed that the vehicle was traveling westbound on Bridge Road and the driver allegedly left the travel lane and crashed into the cemetery, striking and damaging 15 to 20 headstones. That's a lot. I thought this was like three or four. No, there's 15 a, there's or a 20. I mean, in all fairness, he did, he did lay yeah. on the horn. He did, and the stone didn't get out of the way. Uh, what is that? A no fault accident? Uh, both both parties are at fault. I'm not sure. Any of those uh, grave sites are insured. Delude told police that he saw three cars coming at him, one of which was traveling in the wrong direction of his lane of travel, causing him to run off the road and into the cemetery. According to the police report, officers saw a gray Chevy Trailblazer nearby, which belonged to William Delude, the father of Matthew. He said his son had called him at approximately 12:30 a.m., crying and upset that he crashed his car into the cemetery. Mr. DeLude said he had connected a tow strap from the Trailblazer to the Infinity to attempt to drag the car from the cemetery. He did not give a reason for not calling emergency services and said he was going to call a tow truck. Uh, Matthew DeLude is uh, scheduled for a pretrial conference on June 13th. Oh, Dad came to the rescue, but it didn't work out. Well, you know, Dad can uh, help all he wants, but does that help teach the lesson to not drive through? Yeah, a, 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 a cemetery. Well, the lesson this father was teaching: like, uh, look, uh, make sure you have all your eggs in the basket before you call for help for dad. Otherwise, we're going to get into a situation like this, and now we can't we can't go back. <laughs> well, this was like uh, I've been I've been watching that series again with the uh, 
uh, oh my God, why can't I remember the name of the, the uh, Murdaugh, Murdaugh down in, uh, oh, yeah, South yeah. Carolina. Yeah. And it, like, you know, that's the kind of stuff that they were doing. You know, this kid would, you know, kid would, was drinking all the time. Uh, uh Paw Paw. <laughs> Was drinking all the time, right? And he, uh, the one, the girlfriend was recanting the story about how they ran. He ran the car off the road and flipped it. Well, he knocks the phone out of her hand because she's calling nine one one, and all of a sudden the grandfather's showing up there with another guy, and they're taking all the guns out of the car. It's it's like it was it's like yeah. one of those like kind of organized crime movies that. You well, that, I mean, watch. that's what the Murdoch family was. It is, it is, but it's just like you know. You you see that stuff in movies and you're like, well, how, how real can that be? Well, it's pretty real. It's pretty real, and it's you know, I'm not saying that these people are part of any organized crime, but no. that's the kind of thing. You know, I guess you'd try to help your kid. I mean, you can't really blame a person for for trying to do well, what you but, can. But, I know it's illegal. Yeah, but, but most people only have a finite number of resources to help their kid. You know, the Murdoff family, I mean, I'm glad you brought it up, glad you brought it up because it's actually pretty interesting. Yeah. This is a, a family with endless resources to uh, to cover up the mistakes of your kid. Yeah, I don't know. This guy, he's just got a toe strap and a trailblazer. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have other yeah. buddies to come around and help him take all the stuff, all the nip bottles that were in the car. Yeah, with I mean, if you're a Murdoff, all of a sudden it, uh, you can prove that uh, you were never in that car. Uh, well, hey, you know, at least family's sticking together. Yes, you're right. Uh, some tenants of the Eastfield Mall have been raising concerns over what they claim is a lack of support ahead of the mall's closure. The Eastfield Mall is set to close this summer, and the city of Springfield has been working with the mall developer, Onyx Partners, to help tenants transition. One business owner claims they're not receiving adequate support or funding from the mall developer or city. When asked about these claims, Springfield Mayor Dominic Sarno reiterated that the city and Onyx Partners continue to make efforts to help uh, tenants with the change. Three establishments, some of businesses, some have kiosks. Being able to stay rent-free, utility-free for two to three months to help them in the transition. The Economic Development Council is on point, and the person helping with the transition, and we're hopeful that if the uh, business, uh, if, that if the businesses can, we'd like them to stay in the city. Bada-bing, bada-boom, God bless Don Sonner. All right, I'm sure that's what the mayor wants. But you're dealing with a, with a, with a private company that's going to want to do pretty much what they want to do. I'm sure this is what... The mayor is asking uh, Onyx to do, but Onyx has to step up and protect these people who are being displaced because of what, you know, their intention is with that property. Yeah. I mean, you know, if I'm a business owner there and it's, you know, it's, it, had a, it hasn't exactly been easy over there. I mean, the mall is a little bit depressing, but, uh, you know, I want to make sure that, hey, I'm going to be okay here. Yeah. Well, and if you own a kiosk, a mall kiosk, and you're going to be moved. Where are they going to put your kiosk? Uh, right in the middle of Boston Road. I was going to say there's that median between on uh, Page Boulevard that might be a good uh, good place. Well, I, like I saw. I see a lot of people over there asking for money. Well, I saw in Times Square, like uh, you know, over the years they've they've closed off a lot of those streets to make it more accessible for pedestrians, and then it's like a whole like it's like a sea of hot dog carts. That's what you could have there. That'd be great. It's like a walking area right in the middle of Boston Road get, or that traffic island. Get your hot get your hot dog, maybe with some very good ketchup, you know, really good ketchup, and then at the same time you go to the Sunglass Hut kiosk. Oh, I like the Sunglass Hut kiosk. Yeah. That's where all the good hot dogs are. <laughs> well, at least he said he was selling hot dogs. <laughs> A controversy over a rescinded superintendent job offer set off a firestorm of online vitriol last week 
Against school officials in East Hampton, some officials say online harassment has turned into actual threats after Dr. Vito Perone went public with his account of a rescinded offer for the superintendent of schools, purportedly for his, wor- his use of the word ladies. The uh, backlash came swiftly and fierce. Commenters on social media were unrelenting with both support for Perone, previously an East Hampton High School principal, and with sharp criticism of school officials that often veered into personal attacks. At Monday night's all-school virtual committee meeting, the first since Perone spoke to the press with his side of the story, members were careful to not, not to disclose details about the failed contract negotiation with Perone currently acting as the superintendent of West, uh, schools in West Springfield. The school committee formally ended the contract negotiations with Perone, and members voted in favor of proceeding with contract negotiation with a new candidate, Erica Faginski-Stark. I have a hard time saying that one. What, Stark? No, the Faginski, like the hyphenated thing. Mm. I can say Faginski. Well, the hyphen is Stark. I know, but it's like saying it together. After a 5-1 vote, committee uh, member Lori uh, Garcia abstained. Some school officials, however, shared how the aftermath of the controversy has impacted them. At least two committee members stated they were visited by East Hampton police to warn them of threats made against them. Uh, Benjamin Hersey, a first-time school committee member, said during the meeting, when the cop showed up at my house at bedtime when I was trying to put my kid to bed and the cop is telling me, just so you know, you've been targeted. I uh, feel pretty frustrated by that. Hersey and the East Hampton Police did not immediately respond to request or comment. Another first-term committee member, Dr. Megan Harvey, said at Monday's meeting police visited her home as well. It's frustrating to hear that this brought the community together in some way when my children saw the police officers at my house, Harvey said. It's terrifying as a parent. I don't... Uh, advocate for anybody harassing anybody right like that's not um you know that's not something somebody should do i'm guessing that it's probably not somebody local because of this story went national you have a group of people out there that look for things like this they do they look for situations where uh a, a ridiculous way of somebody getting a not getting a job or, or or any other number of different things that would uh involve uh, somebody getting offended by a word or something there's groups of people out there you know that call could be coming from halfway across the country to somebody that's never even going to meet you perhaps i mean <laughs> and that, i mean that's that's a possibility but even if that's even if that's the case you know, you may not agree with their decision or how they arrived at, you know, rescinding the offer to Dr. Perone. You may not have any uh, agreement with that at all. Yeah. But that's a decision in which you are given an opportunity to voice your concerns, and it should really end there. Yeah. You're crossing the line into, like, to you know, someone's, per- and, yeah. you know, someone's you know, personal privacy in their space and, and to in- invade their own safety. That's just... Honestly. I mean, th- listen, This we all agree, this is a ridiculous story and wicked stupid, and, and Dr. Perone and his attorney will be here on Friday. That's all very well and good. But no one's telling anybody to go and harass anybody on the uh, the East no, Hampton absolutely. School Committee. That's, that would be, that's just as stupid as, that's actually more stupid than uh, denying a guy for a microaggression. Um, I don't know. It's unclear what kinds of threats were made and why the East Hampton police warned these two school committee members. Other committee members did not say they were warned of threats by police at the meeting, and it is not immediately clear if others were similarly warned. Hersey said the police officer was, quote, great, comforting, and helpful, and reassured Hersey that he could call 911 at any time. 
I said to myself, I don't want to call 911 for any reason. I go back to my house and my immediate thought is like, do I stay up all night trying to protect my house because of my kid? I don't want to tell my kid what happened. Do I stay up all night trying to defend my house from something that I don't even know uh, if it's coming or do I just let it go? The harassment began after Perone's story went global last week. He accused the school committee of rescinding the superintendent job over the word ladies used in an email greeting while he negotiated the terms of a contract. After being first reported in the Daily Hampshire Gazette, the story got picked up by Fox News, the New York Post, and the Daily Mail in the United Kingdom. At Monday night's meeting, residents say the story has even been translated into French and other languages. Well, that is to appease the people who are related to Nicole Chappelle. So they can read it. Mademoiselle is now a macroaggression. Uh, Goldstein did not provide specifics about... uh, Oh, I'm sorry. School officials said it isn't as simple as Perone's comments implied. Committee member uh, Marin Goldstein, who originally voted in favor of offering Perone the job, said on Monday night that comments Perone made during contract negotiations, a letter he sent to the committee and the way he characterized the failed negotiations to the press all gave doubts about his leadership abilities. But this stuff wasn't the reason why you told him he was being the job offer was rescinded. Yeah. And if this was such a concern, why did you even vote him in to begin with? Well, that's a very, very good question. And like we said, uh, he will be here on Friday uh, along with his attorney to answer that kind of question. Yeah. Because uh, we be, got lots of questions. That'll be tomorrow at 7 o'clock. Tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, that was Friday. Oh, I'm sorry. Friday, Friday. at 7 o'clock. Yeah, Friday at 7 o'clock. Don't give people a false reason to listen to I tomorrow's know, show. I know. I know. Well, you can listen anyway. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, people are going to be really disappointed, well, I'm, more so than usual. I'm I'm just saying, I'm, 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 I'm telling you tomorrow so you can tune in to find out that it's actually Friday. That makes sense. It's, a, it's called the Entertainment Tonight Effect. <laughs> That's how we do this in radio. <laughs> Coming up, we have a superintendent. <laughs> <laughs> Superin, former superintendent, and want, want to be on the celebrity yeah. hotline. The uh, school committee voted 4-3 on March 23rd to an extended offer to Perone for pending successful contract negotiations, but when officials weren't able to reach him by phone that night around 11.30 p.m., he had gone to bed and officials requested police make a wellness check. Police knocked on his door after midnight and delivered the news he had a job offer. Hey, open up! Open up! <laughs> uh, what? What? What's the matter? Hey, you got the job. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Thank you. When do I start? Hopefully in the morning. uh, Schools uh, officials uh, Monday night at Monday night's meeting that candidates were expected to answer that night and the meeting could not adjourn until a candidate responded to their offer. They decided to call the police out of legitimate concern for Perone. But they also didn't call the other two. To tell them they didn't get the job. Because if all three people are expecting to hear if they got the job or not, don't you think that you would call all three of them? Well, if you tell the other two that they didn't get the job, then you've, and there's something maybe in the back of your head say, well, we got to get, we got to get ourselves out of this situation. Then the last thing you want to do is tell the other two there's no chance. Yeah. At least that way, the door is always open. (laughs) So if you have to go back to fulfill whatever thing is in your head that uh, he's not the great guy for you now they still are they're still eligible your uh, pioneer valley forecast today going to be uh, mostly sunny and breezy there is a red flag warning uh, fire weather uh, in effect uh, so don't put any brush fires out there today up until seven o'clock tonight 
uh, but warm and sunny with a high of 74 tomorrow. Uh, warm and sunny with a high of 86. It's 62 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Everyone has a project they want to finish. Sometimes it's a... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 654 in the Rolling Stones with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, sunny, breezy, and nice today with a high of 74. There is a red flag warning, so don't uh, do any uh, brush fires out there today. Tomorrow... Uh, going to be very warm with a high of 86. That's crazy. It's unbelievable. I mean, three weeks ago, we had a blizzard. <laughs> or somewhat, <laughs> you know what I mean, with the with the snow. Uh, it's 62 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, this Friday, Steve and the road crew are going to be at Home Outlet in Springfield from noon until 2. Spring is here, and it's time to start thinking about all of them home improvement projects. And for three days, starting tomorrow, the 13th through the 15th, you can save 20% off store-wide new kitchens, bathrooms, floors, windows, indoors and while you're there on friday stop by the rock 102 tail for your chance to win some pretty cool prizes that's this friday noon to two at home outlet uh 685 boston road in springfield with steve and the road crew from rock 102 springfield's classic rock uh yeah yeah uh, home improvement uh, action going on there get some cool stuff <clears throat> i guess more importantly uh your appearance is compensated and what could be better than that yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, right. Anyway. Um, I got nothing. I, I don't know. Uh, you got, uh, uh, and it's early, so. <laughs> I mean, we just I, really whoa. just uh, really just started this thing, actually. Well, I was looking because uh, the, the Hawkman uh, sends me stuff, uh, makes me alert to things. Yeah. The uh, the the municipal officials uh, in Ware said last week they're accepting proposals for a private business to purchase and operate the town's public water and sewer systems. Oh, we're privatizing our poo. <laughs> the uh, officials said under private ownership, utility rates would likely not increase as steeply to uh, pay for needed repairs and upgrades. That doesn't mean they won't. Yeah, they're still going up. Uh, as uh, the March 16th press conference, uh, where town manager Stuart Beckley joined by select board chair John Morin and Department of Public Works director Jeffrey McAmond, in making the announcement, they said a handful of communities in the state have water and sewer systems run by private operators. Is Bondi's Island a profit private operator? Is that uh, whatever that uh, facility um, is? I believe that is owned by a private company. Uh-huh. They also said uh, state approval is required to privatize the town's water infrastructure. Stuff like that, I think, kind of makes sense to, to privatize. Because then at least you're just paying a fee every year and... They're the ones that are maintaining all the equipment and everything. The equipment in your house or the equipment in like a, I mean, is it, is it, is it town water? Uh, I believe it is. See, where I grew up in Rehoboth, it was, everybody had a well, which means the, and it was, oh, well water. That's so good. No, ours was disgusting. It was like uh, sitting in a giant uh, sulfur pit. So you had to have all this, uh, you know, fancy filtration system and, had to use like uh, soda ash and solar salts just mm-hmm. to make it uh, usable. Yeah, and it still smelled like garbage coming out of the tap. That's disgusting. Yeah, and that's that's yeah. before you could call like a like a like a you could get like a like a water jug dispenser in your house. Well, uh, that was long before that was a possibility. You know, yeah, because that was like an expensive bougie thing. Uh, yeah, then, back right? then the idea of drinking water. From a bottle that you bought at a store. That what? seemed like, what, wait, what? Yeah, why would you do something so I'd, silly? I'd much rather have uh, you know, amoebas floating around in my glass of water. Yeah, but they, they, don't even make gla- they hardly make glass bottles of water anymore. It's only the expensive stuff. Yeah, right. Like the Perrier's or I think I saw one that was like 
something from Colorado that was uh, bottled specifically for. Yeah. Come on. Right, come it's on, water. You're probably pouring it right out of that tap like everybody other bottle in there. But uh, yeah, I, uh, the privatization of a of a, a poo plant. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? No, nothing, nothing. Hey, uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, six fifty nine with Bax and Dangle on Rock one hundred two. Live in concert. Now, Bax's view from the couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware with Scott's four step four easy steps to an awesome lawn. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you, folks? Listen to what I'm about to tell you. As of last night, the Boston Bruins have become the single most successful regular season team in NHL history. That means during the league's entire 105-year-long existence, there has never been a team that has doled out more ass kickery than what you're looking at right now with the Bruins. Because while they already have the highest totals of regular season wins, they decided to win one more, one more time, with one more game left to go in the schedule. But not only that, they broke the league's 46-year-old points record, which was set by the 1976 Montreal Canadiens. Last night, the Bruins once again increased their record-busting to win total by pounding the snot out of the Washington Capitals 5-2. In fact, it wasn't even close, but in doing so, the Bruins then set the record for points recorded, now standing at 133. That now means that there has never been another NHL franchise with a better crushing record than your Bruins. Nobody. It's not even in dispute anymore. Because I should also point out that while busting these records, the Bruins are also on a seven-game winning streak. And depending on how they handle the hapless Montreal Canadiens tomorrow night for the season finale, those numbers might even be better by the time they get around to the playoffs. Now, I should tell you that the Bruins were also are also about to be given the President's Trophy for the best record of the year. But I will warn you that there is a tendency for the winner of that award to get blown out of the playoffs. In fact... There has not been a President's Trophy winner to win the Stanley Cup in 11 years. In fact, over the last 37 years, the winner of the award has only won the Stanley Cup eight times. Now, I'm not suggesting that the Bruins are going to blow it in the playoffs. I'm choosing to take the opposite position by saying if there were ever a team that seemed poised to bust through that 37-year trend, it would be the Bruins. Because unlike anybody else, they are the greatest single regular season franchise in NHL history. Period. But hey, end of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. There are four steps to a healthy lawn. Scott's four step. Get Scott's four step now at Rocky's. Only a hundred bucks with your Ace Rewards card. No rebate nonsense. No foolishness like that. And it's already time to step up to get step one. So zip on over to your nearest Rocky's Ace Hardware and get yourself started. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 712. And the Eagles with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be a nice day today. Breezy fire warning uh, in effect, so don't start any brush fires out there because you're going to be in trouble. High of 74 tomorrow. Uh, sunny and hot with a high of 86. It's 62 right now in downtown Springfield. Steve, if you don't mind, I would like to peel back the curtain just a little bit to give everybody here in the listening audience a little look into uh, uh, my personal medical history. I take an enormous amount of pharmaceuticals. Do you do? Most of them are recreational. But for the most part, uh, I take quite a bit. It almost looks like... Ah, you Remember the, 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 there's a scene in Willy Wonka where the factories are just churning out you know, candies? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what my medicine cabinet looks like. It looks like it's just spitting out you know, pills and tablets and uh, what have you. Anything good? 
Oh, yeah. you're telling me. Uh, here's the thing, though. This is a this is a scary, scary story, and uh, it's been out there for a couple of weeks, and, and unfortunately, there hasn't been a lot of discussion about it amongst all of us. Uh, it's not just your imagination. Drugs such as children's flu medication, common antibiotics, ADHD treatments, and even cancer drugs are getting harder and harder to buy because of supply issues. Uh, the number of drug shortages shortages have rose 30% between 2021 and 2022, an increase that's got devastating consequences. In fact, at the end of last year, a peak of 295 individual drugs were considered to be in short supply, including everything from colds to cancer. Now, if you look at the list of current drug shortages, and, and there are websites that will show you this, you're talking about everything from uh, you know, like I said, you know, chemotherapy drugs, saline, you know, certain, uh, you, you know, saline's like the, one of the most used things in a hospital. You, go, if you go to the emergency room, the first thing they do to you, whether you need, whether you're sick or not is fill you with a bag of saline. Well, that's in short supply. Uh, Adderall, uh, you know, there's, uh, aspirin suppositories, things that they use for people who are unconscious. And a ridiculous amount of things are not available. And either you're going to be waiting for them or hospitals can't get them and pharma, uh, pharmacies can't get them. And the reason why, this is kind of interesting. Uh, the report says that the pandemic stretched supply chains really, really thin, especially at a time when over-the-counter respiratory relief was spiking. But before that, more than 15 critical care drugs such as antibiotics and injectable sedatives have remained in short supply. What they say is that the primary reason is that nearly 80% of the manufacturing facilities that produce active pharmaceutical ingredients are located outside the country, which means we are kind of waiting on you know, foreign pharmaceutical companies to build the supplies, ship them, we receive them, and we distribute them. The problem is that slows the process down immeasurably. There have been a couple of American pharmaceutical companies that have closed because of any number of, of issues related to supply chain and workforce issues. But what this leaves us with are almost 300 different pharmaceuticals and supplies almost impossible to find yeah now, that don't scare the living bejesus out of you i don't know what does well i mean this one doctor andrew schumann who's the associate chief of staff at the va ann harbor uh, Healthcare system uh he said this past year one plant in shanghai that produced a contrast material for radiological radiological scans went down and overnight half the supply in the u.s for radiological scans was unavailable that's scary because that means you're not going to be able to get uh, you know, they can't tell what's wrong with you if they can't get inside of you yeah. to see what's going on there. I mean, think about this. Now, you've had uh, you've had more than your share of experience dealing with hospitals and pharmaceuticals and treatments, right? Oh, I know. The hospital's like the back of my hand. I, I'm sure you do. Yeah. Imagine being told, hey, listen, uh, the drug that your family needs to help your loved one get better. Yeah, there's a there's a two month uh, waiting list to uh, to receive it. We'll see you here in about two months. Now, can you imagine what you would do in that situation? You'd be out of your mind because, you know, some of these medications need to be taken now. Yeah. Not in a month, not in uh, six to eight weeks, now.
and the idea that you're going to have to wait simply because the structure of pharmaceuticals and the way we obtain them here in the United States is all out of whack. And and you're not even talking about the, the, the mess of insurance companies willing to pay for things that are in short supply. It's crazy. It's, it's insane that uh, we're going to have to... Well, I mean, think of it. If you got sick today... Yeah. Who's to say that your drug that would save your life would be available or not? It might not. Yeah. And if you're a hospital, and let's say you have, oh, I don't know, a number of people entering into the emergency room during a pandemic, say a brand new one pops up, are you going to be able to treat those people? Are you going to be able to hydrate them with saline? Do you have enough? Mm, no. Probably, probably you probably don't. So now you're putting yourself at, at you're now putting everybody yeah. at greater risk. I mean, who who would have thought that COVID would have caused so many problems before the pandemic started? Yeah, that's nobody true. would nobody, nobody had that. any way of of preparing for that. And, and the other thing they're pointing out in this article is the you know it's a security it's a national security issue when you have foreign com- foreign countries like China and you're reliant on them for the supply. It becomes now it's going to become a political issue because, you know, it's like, should we keep doing this with China or not? And you kind of have to because you got to get the drugs from them. And uh, it just turns into a big mess. Yeah. Now, I know there there are two medications that I take uh, so that I don't have a heart attack and stroke out that are on this list. Now, um, I take this thing every day. Mm -hmm. I got like uh, two more refills left. Sure. Hope to hell I, uh, I can get that. Because as of January 18th, it's in short supply. Now, I'm not just complaining about me. I'm complaining about the whole situation mm-hmm. because that's just me. I'm, I'm okay. But uh, for people who are really sick, who really need, need these medications, yeah. that's some scary business. You don't need medicine. You go the all-natural route. There ain't no short supply on apple cider vinegar. Yeah. Take a teaspoon of that every day. It keep, uh, keeps the doctor away. Meanwhile, I can get uh, I can get fentanyl in almost any street corner I choose. Well, in certain cities of uh, of America. Well, that's the good stuff. No, it's <laughs> I, actually not good stuff. The uh, there are the, the the one other thing in here. The surge. Uh, they're talking about like drug cartels and how production of that is like more than it ever has been. Why can't we hire drug cartels that make all that cocaine to start making the regular prescription drugs that we uh, we know, love, and enjoy here every day in America? Yeah, that would be uh, that would be terrific. Uh, you know what can be done to uh, to solve this? Uh, the government has a report that says uh, that uh, maybe there could be, uh, you know, the FDA could maybe pair up with some other uh, regulatory uh, you know bodies and and uh, and do a study on uh, on all this that would be a big help how long is that gonna take a couple days couple months i I never understand this study thing we know what the problem is why do you have to hire some consultant who has never actually dealt with a problem because think tank because in order to solve a national crisis it means that national federal money has to be spent especially if uh, if if they have to build new Facilities. manufacturing facilities you know the federal government say listen this is a national security issue we need to help these companies along so they can build these things so then it does become one of those uh, situations where yeah. there needs to be studies and 
you know, committees, you know, put together. And then, uh, you know, uh, what happens when a drug is in short supply, the price jacks up. So then you're talking about whether insurance companies are going to cover the cost of those things because they already have a predetermined rate what they would negotiate with most drug companies over what would be, yeah. you know. It's a, it's a, it is scary. It's scary to think that if you ever got sick that you might have to deal with something like this. Pharmacies are now cutting back hours of their, you know, the like pharmacy hours mm-hmm. because of, of this. They, they don't, you know, they're not getting the same kind of money from insurance companies because insurance companies, like you say, mm-hmm. prices are going up uh, and uh, shortage of, of, of labor. And all of a sudden they can't afford to pay these people for as many hours as they would normally pay yeah. them for. Now you're seeing cuts in hours and cuts in jobs and, you know, it's like one thing leads to another in this in this situation, yeah. and, it, and it's all bad. I was uh, I'm always amazed how much a drug actually costs. Like they show you on the side of the bottle, or at least on your receipt, how much the actual drug costs you versus how much you're paying for it. Yeah, you know, there was one night I think I bought like uh, uh, when I had my tooth pulled, I had amoxicillin. Like, they gave me a moxicillin before. Right. You look at the price of that stuff. I mean, it only cost me, like, $8. But but it was, like, $250 for seven pills. That's ridiculous. I was reading a story about Ozempic. Okay? Because it's, like, the hot drug right now. Yeah. So, Ozempic is a a diabetic medication which helps people with type 2 diabetes control their blood sugar. Simultaneously, it can also be used to... Give fight you, obesity and give you silky smooth bowel movements well uh be that as it may <laughs> but there's but there are also other you know uh, brand names that are used for just weight loss or whatever you know what that costs a month uh, almost 1300 dollars a month that's ridiculous and insurance companies won't pay for it if you're just doing it for weight loss weight loss i mean very rarely will they you need to have specific factors that allow you you know, health-wise, you need to, to give justify your, it. You need to give yourself diabetes in order to use that yes. drug. If you want to lose weight, the best thing that can happen to you is a good round of diabetes. Let's go to a candy shop, kids. That's it. And then <laughs> candy shop first, and then the drug company. Yeah. See, it all works out. But you know, when you talk about things from a like a drugstore, mm-hmm. a pharmacy level, you know, a lot of pharmacies don't even want to don't even want to stock the stuff because the price is out of whack, and they lose money selling it. Because who's going to pay? Who's going to pay out of their pocket for something like that? Yeah, only it's the, the kind of thing you have. The desperate would probably pay out of pocket, or for the that. rich, yeah. and that's and that's it. So, I mean, that's just one example of uh, of of the of the price point way out of whack. Whatever I mean, ha- it's a drug that could save lives. Whatever happened with this getting prescriptions from Canada and all that stuff? Whatever happened? Remember that was a whole big thing, and they were cheaper. And Mike Albano years ago was the one that kind of spearheaded that for this area. Yeah, but that was but, you're talking almost almost thirty years ago. You know, right, now, but and I'm now just, far, far, the pharmaceutical industry has had you know pretty significant changes, and a lot of those manufacturing companies that existed in this country are no longer here, and they may no longer. And and yes, Canadian pharmaceuticals are uh, are maybe cheaper, but. It's different regulations in Canada than it would be here, and they're hard to get. It's not as simple as just saying, they want to call Canada, see if I can get myself some uh, some Adderall. It's not quite that simple. Hey, Canada, eh? You have Adderall? Eh? <laughs>
Can you bring some down? Hey, I'm, I'm sorry. Hey. I get distracted. What did yeah, you say? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, 724 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's uh, 731 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is time for news. Brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Uh, go to Gary Rome today and get 0% financing on select models. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. Um Let's see. Uh, a child was struck by a pickup truck on Lyman Street in Holyoke Tuesday morning. According to the fire department, around 7.30 a.m., crews were called to Lyman Street for a motor vehicle accident. Drivers were being asked to avoid the area of Lyman and Center Streets. Holyoke Fire Captain David Rex said the child was hit by a pickup truck and taken by ambulance to a local hospital for minor injuries. The road has since reopened. Um... Let's see. Uh, a Holyoke man uh, pleaded not guilty in connection with damaging more than a dozen headstones at a cemetery in Northampton. Northwestern DA's office spokesperson Lori Loisel told to 22 News, 19-year-old Matthew James DeLude of Holyoke pleaded not guilty in Northampton District Court on Monday uh, to the charges of operating a motor vehicle under the influence of alcohol, speeding, possession of open containers of alcohol, ferry to whale or seatbelt, um, and uh, can you just give me one second here? Why, uh, of just, course. Just uh, uh, play some background music or something. Oh, I don't mind if I do uh, here, Steve. Uh, there we go. So, uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, did I tell you about uh, Bob Kane Owls coming in here next hour? Uh, opera, uh, you know, bike night right around the corner. Bike night. Yep, yes, destination yes. bike nights coming soon. To right. a uh, bar or facility near you. Um, yeah. Okay. okay. All, right, All right. Cool. On Saturday at around 1.42 a.m., Northampton police were on patrol in the area of St. Mary's Cemetery located on Bridge Road and saw a gray Infinity sedan with heavy front-end damage. Officers spoke with the driver who allegedly showed signs of impairment and was arrested for OUI liquor. During the investigation, it was revealed that the vehicle was traveling westbound on Bridge Road and the driver allegedly left the travel lane and crashed into the cemetery striking and damaging 15 to 20 headstones. DeLude told police that he saw three cars coming at him. One was traveling in the wrong direction in his lane of travel, causing him to run off the road and run into the cemetery. According to uh, the police report, officers saw a gray Chevrolet Trailblazer nearby, which belonged to William DeLude, the father of Matthew. He said his son had called him at approximately 12.30 a.m., crying and upset, saying he had crashed his car into the cemetery. Mr. DeLude said he had, saw, uh, said he had connected a tow strap uh, from the Trailblazer, uh, to the Infinity and attempted to drag the car from the cemetery. He did not give a reason for not calling emergency services and said, uh, I was going to call a tow truck. You know, I was this, just trying to make it easier for the uh, AAA guy to come out. Yeah, easy for him to assess the uh, the damage of the 15 gravestones I, just, I defaced. Right. Uh, Matthew uh, DeLude is scheduled for a pretrial conference on June 13th. Now, that's interesting because you know, most people aren't all that uh, anxious to get into a cemetery. Uh, no, they are not. Um, you know, uh, it was funny. My, uh, my mother used to say, uh, without fail, anytime we'd pass a cemetery, oh, look, a graveyard. I bet people are dying to get in there. <laughs> <laughs> See, the old she, joke is, you know why there's a fence around every, yeah. every, uh, every uh, cemetery? Why? Because people are dying to get in. Ah, yeah, there that's, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, uh, my, my kid, uh, says that now. In spirit of her grandmother. That's uh, it's respectful. And even, like, uh, let's say uh, she's in a, a dramatic uh, show of uh, maybe emotion about something else. She will stop the conversation just to say it very quickly. Oh, by the way, there's a, there's a cemetery. People are just dying to get in there. Can I just say this? Yeah. 
uh, and I mean this in, in the yeah. most respectful way, your kid is operating on a 12th grade comedy level. This yeah. kid is almost yeah, like, I, a, I, I mean, really, if there's a way to get like a college scholarship out of this or something, yeah. you got to foster this. You, yeah. you got to do whatever you can to encourage it. Uh <laughs> The other, I, I have I have uh, I have friends who are helping me do some work around the house yes. this week, and then it's like uh, it's my uh, my friend, uh, his father in law, and then my friend's son. Uh, and and my daughter says to me the other day, "Oh, you got the whole three generations working for you here, huh? Like you like picking <laughs> up on that? Yeah, what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Now is she is she going to be able to like uh, like you know tag that line later on in the in the set, or what you going to do? Uh, probably tag it in. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's yeah, smart. It's yeah. a good way. It's going to have a good callback, though. You know? Oh, without a doubt. But, you know, that's the kind of thing you don't learn until, like, the junior high school level uh, a comedy approach. Well, I'll, I'll just give you a little uh, glimpse of how my humor rubs off, right? My my kid says, hey, Dad, you should get this shirt. And, and it says, go ask your mother on it. <laughs> Um, oh man, that's a little dark, isn't it? Yeah, very dark. Uh, uh, you know what? Can we wrap this up real quick and of course. then uh, come back? Yes, I gotta, of course. I gotta go to the bathroom. That's, well, that uh, really you gotta it. do what you gotta do. And uh, and that's the news on Rock 102. Do you feel uneasy, irritable? Does your ex? It's seven forty six and Aerosmith with Bax and Nagel on Rock One Hundred Two. It's gonna be uh, sunny and very warm and breezy today. There is a uh, fire warning out there, so don't start any brush fires. Higher seventy four tomorrow. Sunny and hot with a high of eighty six at sixty two. Uh, I love living on Anxiety Island. Yeah, I can see I, uh, it. I can see it in you. I, I just, uh, I, I'm not gonna get into to what happened, but it was like this uh, seemingly. Uh, emergency event uh which has been now been all wrapped up within the last uh you know five or ten minutes here uh since we got off the air so this was not a bathroom emergency no it was not a bathroom emergency i just didn't know what to say because i had to make some phone calls and uh, and, and and sort it all out well, i gotta tell you and, I, was, uh, I was preparing myself yeah. for a bathroom emergency. but uh hey you want to lose weight quickly not only get on that peloton but have a beautiful anxiety <laughs> diet that's that's the most that's the best one you'll yeah, get. Yeah, you're actually starting to uh, glisten like you've been on the Peloton for like the three or four hours. I'm not, I'm not glistening quite yet. Uh, the, the beads of sweat have not uh, started showing, but, but I'm getting there. Yeah, I'm getting there. See, these are the kinds of things that uh, I mean, every parent goes through them. Yeah. But you know, in your situation, it's like you're doing it all by yourself. Well, you know, the, the good thing is nothing is wrong. That that's the good outcome of the whole thing. Yeah. But the idea when somebody says something to you and you're like, what? And then you're saying, you're on the other, hey, we got to go. You know, we're, we're ready to go on the air. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, well, how do I do this and that at the same time? Don't you don't you love it when uh, you know, everything is going smooth, yeah. all, everything is you're working out, and then somehow, some way, somebody throws a monkey wrench into the entire situation. Yeah. And, and it's like you're doing everything you can to avoid... You know, hitting the potholes and the monkey wrenches and and everything else. Yeah, it's just it's just just a a total disruption of your day. <sighs> well, now that you heard that, do you want to hear this? Sure. <laughs> All right. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. <laughs> Let's take a vacation from Anxiety yeah, Island. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, clip number one, a police deputy in Washington state was targeted by a scam caller impersonating him. This is when Sergeant Darren Moss decided to give the scammer a call and was sent to a voicemail where the scammer was again pretending to be the police officer. <laughs> you reached 
Sergeant Darren Moss with the Pierce County Sheriff's Office. If this is an emergency, please hang up and dial 911. If it is not an emergency, please leave your name, number, and a brief message, and I will get back with you. Thank you. Hey, Darren, I'm just calling you back because you said that there was something going on. Yeah, it was him calling himself. Ah, I see. That's like a that's like a like a cover up. Well, it's a scammer probably picking a cop's name, thinking, uh, "Hey, I can scam people by impersonating as a police officer." Well, who would have thought that you called the very cop? <laughs> I think if you're supposed to, if you're looking to impersonate a police officer, you want to do it when other cops are not involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, people aren't that smart. No, they're not. The whole uh, scam thing. Uh, clip number two, here's a self-professed car thief with advice on how to prevent tweakers from stealing your car. Tweakers are meth addicts, and she claims uh, to be a reformed one. How to keep your car from getting stolen from somebody who has an existing grand theft auto felony on their record. Park near windows. Park somewhere that is an eye view of windows. Get a club. It's a deterrent. It keeps them away. No tweaker is taking the time to saw through your club. I promise you that. 2009. If you have a car that was made before then, I would be very careful because you have the type of car that the person who's wanting to steal it, you know, would steal. Your new high-tech cars that have all of these gadgets and everything, they they don't want those because they know they're going to get caught. The first thing that a tweaker, which might I say is one of the number one demographics of people that's going to try to steal your car, they don't want cars like that because in their head it has a GPS in it, it's too nice, the alarm's going to go off, I'm not going to be able to get in and out safely. If you could take a peek into a tweaker's brain, you'd see exactly why they do not want your car. Oh, all right then. That's actually some very practical advice. I would not have thought about some of those things. Well, if you want to get the, you know, you have to go to a car thief to get the information on how they do it. I mean, I, I didn't uh, think that the uh, that the club was so much a, a deterrent in 2023. To me, that's so early 1990s. But can't drive with the uh, with a club on your on your on your uh, on your wheel. Well, we had that example last week where the woman was driving with the club on yeah. the car and going in one direction yeah. the entire time because you can only yeah. turn right. You well, can't make a left hand turn. Uh, I, it is like an antiquated uh, car theft thing, but I guess it still works. Still Do you works ever have effective. one? No, I never had one. I had I one for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 it's too much of a hassle to put it on. Yeah. I uh, When I was younger, I never had a car worth stealing. So it's not <laughs> like, um, you know. Yeah. It, it was pointless yeah, what she's, to have What she's saying is the, the yeah. nice cars are not worth stealing because they got all them uh, fancy doodads and, uh, and equipment that makes it easily trackable. Yeah, the GPS inside the vehicle. Yeah, that's why. I remember uh, that was like one of the episodes of the old, uh, like the earlier episodes of The Sopranos, where they bought him like a somebody gave him like a big Cadillac Escalade. Yeah, he told him get it out of here. Cause why? Cause it's got that GPS BS inside of it, right? Yep. That's why you wouldn't want to be tracked. <laughs> uh, the Tampa Bay Rays won again last night and remain the only undefeated team in Major League Baseball. They are now 11-0, tied with the starting record of the Oakland A's in 1981. The Rays also uh, uh, also lead all teams with the most home runs. Here's a couple they hit back-to-back against the Red Sox last night. Fly ball, hit deep to left. Yoshida looking up. That baby's out of here. Home run as Yandy Diaz hits his third home run of the year. And here's a shot off the bat of Brandon Lau. And that baby is out of here. Yeah, baby, he's out of here. Diaz and Lau. Boy, did Brandon get into that one. 
You're having the time of your life with that, aren't you? Uh, yeah, I am. So I, are you just going to be pl- like every time the Red Sox lose, you're going to be uh, playing highlights from the uh, the loss? No, I'm just playing the highlights from the uh, the best team in baseball right now, who is undefeated. I see. Yeah, I'm I just see. I'm just playing it because I can right. see in a very passive aggressive way you uh, playing highlights of every Red Sox loss. Yeah. Just just to make a point. That would actually not be a bad idea. Thank you for, you know, you can't implant ideas into my head and then expect me to not do them. But then I think about how much producer work that would be, and yeah. I'm like, yeah, I don't get paid enough to do that, so I'm not going to do it. Uh, would you Would you buy a house because they offered free tacos? Yes. A couple in Idaho saw a house for sale sign that featured a, t- a tempting extra if you decided to buy. Let's hear what it is. Right? So we're looking at this house to buy right now, and I think we're sold. If you buy the house, you get $200 of free tacos with the purchase. You ready? That's hilarious. I think we're uh, going to buy it just because of that. Yeah, that's not really a reason to buy a house. It's not a reason to buy a house, but who wants, who's going to walk away with 200 Who's going to walk away from something as great as $200 in free tacos? Um, I wouldn't. I, I couldn't walk away from that. I think that was uh, that was one of the things uh, when I sold my house. Uh, you not only get to live in the home that I lived in, but you get uh, leftovers that I left in the fridge. There are tacos in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean they may be seven months old, but you know they're, they're, yeah, they're still they, tacos. They might not be identifiable as a taco, but there's tacos in there. Are they supposed to be that furry and green? Why do they have legs? <laughs> Why is it scurrying? Let us talk about oh, it. Oh, yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Uh, an Oregon woman was arrested for slapping a middle school kid in the face while attending the school's career day. Police say Ellen Sawo uh, was talking to a class when she got upset, started swearing at students, and slapped one. Here is Tom Harper, representative for the police department, talking about what happened. The day is supposed to be a, a day about learning about different careers and getting kids excited about what possibilities there are for them in the future. You know, unfortunately, this is probably a day that they won't forget for a while for unfortunate reasons. I've worked in Lake Oswego for almost 25 years, and and I'm not familiar with this kind of thing ever happening uh, in my time there. What did the five fingers say to the face? I was just, uh, I, was, I had to, yeah, there yeah you go. that's good. That's a nice slap. That's I'm a good kinda, slap. I'm kind of like doing radio from a year ago today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> adding in sound effects and all that other good stuff. Yeah, right. And uh, let's see, uh, you want another dumb clip? Or One do you want to move on? One more. Uh, in honor of National Grilled Cheese Sandwich Day. <laughs> oh, my God. It does feel like we're doing now a we show from April 12th, 2022. <laughs> Serendipity 3 in New York is bringing back the Guinness Book of World Records most expensive sandwich. The $214 grilled cheese needs to be ordered two days in advance so all of the ingredients can be delivered to the restaurant. Here is Chef Joe Calderon going through all the ingredients in the sandwich. The quintessential grilled cheese sandwich. So we start with bread, and this is not your ordinary bread. This is a French Pullman loaf that is baked with Dom Perignon champagne, 24 karat edible gold flakes. We're gonna take a little bit of white truffle oil, just baste the bread. Then we are going to slather it in grass-fed butter that's infused with white truffles. This cheese here is Cacio Cavallo Portolico cheese, and 
the sandwich is ready. Yeah. Can I just have a smoked Gouda and some sourdough and I'll be happy? Listen, I'll, I'll just take a couple of craft slices and some uh, and some mayonnaise and I'll be fine. What kind of, you got to be out of your mind to order a $214 grilled cheese sandwich. It's never going to live up to the hype. I mean, uh, it's never going to be that good. Plus, you got all that truffle stuff all over it. And as much as I enjoy that grilled cheese truck that uh, that parks, you know, that yeah, goes yeah. to different events around the area, the food is absolutely delicious. But do you really call it grilled cheese? Because if you're adding all this other stuff to it, it's really just whatever that sandwich is with grilled cheese on it. It's it's a grilled sandwich. Yeah. Like if you do, uh, you know, the bacon yeah. and uh, yeah, yeah. A, a grilled cheese sandwich, it costs you next to nothing. But it uh, it actually cost you uh, two hundred bucks. No thanks. Well, when you go to the Big E and order a grilled cheese sandwich, you're probably pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> Price goes up once you're inside those gates. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast. I don't even need to do the forecast, right? We're not doing. Nah, that. don't worry about All it. All right, we got more stuff coming up with seven fifty seven with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. Let's go while we're young. Night, sir. Trying to tee off. It's back. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, with Scott's four-step, four easy steps to an awesome lawn. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I don't know how it is in your house, but I think I'm pretty much maxed out of paying for additional entertainment services to occupy my time. I got the cable. I got the Netflix. I'm paying for the Hulus. I'm borrowing password information for somebody else's Disney+. Plus. I think what I'm trying to tell you is this. I'm not made of money, and as long as I'm still paying for kids in college and making regular support payments, I'm just about at my limit. So yesterday, when YouTube announced what they were going to charge people to sign up for their newly acquired NFL Sunday ticket, I started to be concerned. As you might recall, for many years, DirecTV was the only service that provided access to every NFL game every single week. The only problem was you had to have DirecTV to get it, and for many years, I did. And whenever I had a complaint about their crummy service, they would attempt to pacify me by giving me the NFL Sunday ticket for free. This happened every single year. Now, the Sunday ticket is now the sole property of YouTube. And if you happen to be a subscriber to their overpaid premium service, YouTube TV, you can get the Sunday ticket for the mere price of $249 per season. Does that sound reasonable to you? Well, it's not especially since that price doesn't apply unless you already have a YouTube TV subscription, which I have not. Without it, the price then jumps up to the pre-sale price of $349 a year, which is $100 off the retail price of $449 a year. And oh yeah, it'll also cost you an extra $40 if you order the Red Zone package, which then pumps up the price to $489 per season. Folks, why would I want to spend nearly $500 a year to watch football games that I don't care about? Even if I had money on those games, do I really want to be in the hole for $489 of the jump? Now, you might say, but Baxi, if you were a subscriber to the YouTube premium service, you wouldn't have to pay nearly $500, to which I would say at $11.99 a month plus the $249 for the Sunday ticket, I'm now on the hook for $641.88, to which I would say thank you, but no thank you. I'd much rather spend my money on something frivolous like food and utilities instead. But hey, and if my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, feed the Cardinals, nourish the nuthatches. Buy one, get one bag of bird seed at Rockies. I'm looking at a deal at Rockies.com. You can check it out on the Rockies app or pick up a flyer at any Rockies store. 
What's on sale at Rockies? It's always at your fingertips. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Fields Classic Rock. It's 8-11 in Kansas. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Going to be a nice, breezy, warm day today with a high of uh, 70 flavin. And then uh, tomorrow, uh, hot and heavy. Hot and heavy. Did I call it hot and heavy? You just call it hot and heavy. 86. Uh, I like getting hot and heavy. Are you really like getting hot and heavy? Yeah, no, I do. I just don't, you know, not just, uh, just you know, two guys in a room. I'm not, uh, I'm not <laughs> feeling that. But it's going to be a sticky one tomorrow, and I'm not, to ha- I'm not too happy. Are you feeling this? Yeah. yeah. How about am I the uh, the a hole? Today is a good that? day for that. Yeah. Am I the uh, a hole for getting offended by the term "ladies" in an email sent to me on the school? <laughs> <laughs> we already know the answer to that yeah, one. Yeah, we do. Uh, our first one is: uh, Am I the a hole for wanting my boyfriend to get rid of his teddy bears? So my boyfriend is a great guy, He, uh, but he has about seven different teddy bears, all with names not from childhood, but like recently bought them between three and five years ago. He cuddles with them and sometimes talks to them. He lives a normal life and makes good money. Uh, the relationship overall is very good. It's not like uh, it's not even like he ignores me. I just find it really weird and embarrassing. Mm-hmm. I told him he should grow up and stop being crazy, and he started crying and is now in his, in the room talking to the stupid bear again instead of talking it out with me. How does this guy make enough money for a three-bedroom house on his own yet does stupid stuff like this? For the record, we don't live together and completely support ourselves separately. Should I encourage him to get a hobby or something? Uh, So am I the a-hole for wanting a grown man to stop having teddy bears? As far as I know, nothing happened to him to make him specifically want teddy bears. The first one he got because it was a Pokemon thing or whatever, and then it just spiraled into more. Oh boy! Can I just uh, can I just take like a like a, a counterintuitive approach here? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say that she is the a hole, and let me tell you why. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. You ready? You ready for this? Yeah. I'm coming at you. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right, here it is. I I'm gonna say that she is the a hole for being incapable of seeing all the red flags that are popping up yeah. all over this relationship. Right. That uh, you know you have a guy. All right. He has a collectible uh, thing. In this case, it's teddy bears. Could be baseball cards. Could be records. Could be shoes. Could be any number of things. It's teddy bears. And he's talking to him. And he's breaking down in tears. And then talking to the bear. Who is really the delusional one here? The one who's actually talking to the bear or the one who thinks this relationship can be salvaged somehow with your impossibly immature boyfriend? Um, I don't know. I th- I'm thinking, uh, you know, um, it's kind of weird to be having that done. And I mean, it's 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 weird to have teddy bears as as an adult, as a as a guy. That's yeah. It's it's a little weird. Well, it's not so much having the teddy bears. I mean. You know, I have trinkets uh, from all different uh, places that I've been. Uh, yeah. Some of them might be like a like a little stuffed uh, dog or something right. from like, oh, we went to, you know, Florida. We got this dog and it says uh, it says Miami on it. And uh <laughs> uh you know, things like that. Yeah. But to have a collection and to start talking to them you're right about the red flag thing. Yeah. Like, that would be enough to say, okay, you know what? You can go ahead and have your teddy bears. 
you just can't have me to be a part of this. If that bothers you that much. I know a guy, and I'm going to not say his name or where he lives, mm-hmm. but not in the area. But what's his exact address? His name is Butch. Okay. Anyway, uh, Butch has a collection of Star Wars action figures. Mm-hmm. Okay? Some are in the box and have never been uh, taken out to play with, and some have been out of the box for a very long period of time. Now, he is a collector. Now, mm-hmm. you could say, what kind of man is collecting dolls well he would argue they're not dolls they're action figures and they're collectibles and one day they could be worth fives of dollars on the open market so when that happens you know uh where he is seeing somebody new and the uh the person he's dating doesn't have any real clear understanding of what he's trying to accomplish with the action figures well then you can understand well then maybe a conversation needs to happen but if the dude is playing with his bears and then crying, cr- big giant crocodile tears, and the only thing that soothes him is then to have conversation with the teddy bears, I would think that's a relationship that you might not want to invest a lot of time in. One of the uh, one of the comments under this one. I just spoke with my Teddy Kirby, and he said, you are an a-hole. <laughs> Nintendo Kirby and Beatrice the Unicorn, Octopus Steve, Butterfly Geralt uh, also agree he should ditch you for your attitude. There you go. See? Yep. You got you, you got the uh, you got the consensus from the rest of the uh, animals. There you have it. <laughs> uh, moving on to another one. Uh, am I the a-hole for refusing to pay for my gender reveal cupcakes? I, 22 female, found out last week my ba- uh, first baby's gender and it's a little girl. My family and I are excited about uh, decided to do a small gender reveal over Easter weekend. I had planned this for Saturday, so a few days before, I asked a small local business if she could please make 12 cupcakes with pink and blue icing on top and pink icing in the middle. She agreed and said they would be ready to collect on Friday evening. The plan was to pick up the cakes on Friday, invite friends and family over Saturday, and give some guests the cupcake, which would reveal the gender. I only invited a few guests as my apartment is fairly small, and I didn't want to do a larger gender reveal anyway, just something cute and fun, plus everybody loves cupcakes. Oh, that's true. So Friday evening comes, the small business owner, Claire, gave me the address to collect the cakes from. They said they would cost $25, and they were ready to collect. I drove to her apartment and knocked on the door. She greeted me there with a box of cupcakes, and they looked amazing. They were exactly how I imagined them, and I thanked her for them. She gave me the box, uh, but just as she did, her large pet dog came running up to me, barking, jumped at me, knocking the box of cupcakes all over the floor. Claire apologized and shut the dog inside. He was still barking and jumping at the door. She said it's because he gets excited when people come to visit, but he wouldn't have hurt me as he's a friendly dog. At this point, I didn't know the damage to the cupcakes as the box landed upside down. I picked it up, and the cakes were ruined. Ruined? Ruined. Ruined. The icing had smashed all over the box, and some cakes had spilled out onto the ground. Claire looked horrified, as I understand she spent a few hours making them for me. She apologized and said she could remake them for free, but they wouldn't be ready until Sunday. I said, unfortunately, I'm expecting my guest tomorrow, and Sunday is no good and I already had other plans. I explained I wouldn't be paying for these cupcakes as they were inedible and ruined by her dog. Ruined. Ruined. We agreed payment upon receiving the goods, and since I never received them, I wouldn't be paying. She said I should still pay as she had to buy ingredients for the cakes, and the cost of eggs has gone up, meaning she would be out of pocket. I said she had control of her dog. They wouldn't be dropped, and I'm sorry, but I'm not paying. 
I got in my car and left without the cupcakes. I still had guests attend on Saturday. I announced the gender in person rather than with the cupcakes, but it was still nice spending time with friends and family. My family were all happy, but my sister-in-law said I still should have paid for those cupcakes as she accepted it was her fault and offered to remake them for free. Yeah. I personally don't think I should have to pay for them at all, but now I'm feeling slightly guilty as I understand it's a small business and a loss of profit would affect uh, uh, her a lot harder than a larger business. So am I the a-hole? Yes, you are. You are the a-hole. What? But but if you're not going to get the product you paid for, yeah. her dog was the one that knocked the things out of your hands as you were picking them up from her. Right. She agrees to make them again for free, but can't do it until a day after your gender reveal party. Mm-hmm. I think you're a, you're an a-hole for having a gender reveal party to begin with. Yeah, well, yeah. See, there's there's uh, there's that. But you know, the the woman spent hours making these cupcakes. You know, I mean, her time, her sweat, the overhead. Uh, you know, this little it ain't easy to make a bunch of cupcakes. That's a lot of work. Uh, okay, maybe they're ruined and uh, whatever. But should it always be just about the cupcake? Uh, I you know, she went through the, the, the she went through the effort. And uh, and I would say, you pay for him. No, I you say pay you don't him. pay for him at all. You don't pay for him. No, I think you do. I think it's the it's the considerate thing to do for her time. I now, think the considerate thing to do would just be to give her the money enough for the ingredients and not the labor portion of the product. You give her the uh, okay. ten or twelve. She probably made fifteen bucks off the deal, right? Yeah. How much does it cost to make cupcakes? Probably about fifteen bucks with the eggs nowadays, and the you know the. It's fifteen dollars just in eggs. Yeah, so she's making uh, maybe even cost her ten. At least you, at least you're, right. you're covering the cost of, of the materials. She's she's uh, just out on the uh, profit. This is what I would do. Yeah. I would say, all right, listen, this batch ain't gonna work, and I know you want to make them for free. How about this? How about you make only a fraction of the number that uh, you need, and I'll just pick them up and eat the cupcakes myself. Mm-hmm. Okay. And forget okay. about the party. I just would like uh, cupcakes because who doesn't love a good cupcake? See, I would remake them and then just put purple icing inside as uh, a passive-aggressive yeah. move. Yeah, yeah. You did not pay me. There you and go. Now you don't know what gender your kid is. <laughs> now the whole Are you going to p- tell everybody what it is? Now the whole party is ruined. Yes. Well, there you go, folks. That is M.I. The A. It's 822 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Everyone has a project they want to finish. Sometimes it's a dream home. And- with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. The Longmeadow Police and Fire Department were involved in a search for a dog at Laurel Park this morning. 22 News reporter Duncan McLean. He's dreamy, by the way. He is a dream. He boat. is a snack. Oh, he's a whole snack buffet, that guy. Uh, was at the search and said the police were searching in the waters on the Laurel Street side of Laurel Park for a dog. A neighbor called about the distressed dog uh, this morning. Rescue crews were able to locate the dog as it was stuck in the mud, and they were able to pull the dog out of the mud. Police said the, the dog seemed to have been stuck for most of the night. It is reported that the dog is currently in distress. According to the Long Middle Fire Department, the dog was bought, brought for veterinary care at, care at a local clinic. Uh, 22 News may or may not update you on this story as it be, as information becomes available. I, I, I know you don't have the details of this, but how deep does a dog have to be in the mud to get stuck in the mud? Well, I mean... And, and there overnight. So, it, well, if a dog escapes from a house... You know, uh, and then the dog, you yeah. know, walking along at night. It's like, uh, it's like walking in a quicksand. Yeah, you know, maybe, maybe it's in Longmeadow, quicksand. 
Well, it's mud, Bax. You got to use your sense of uh, disbelief. Suspense, suspense suspend of, my suspend uh, your yeah, right. Uh, okay, whatever okay. that is. Sure. Whatever yeah. that thing okay, is. I'll, that you I'll do suspend. Where you pretend. I'll, done. And, uh, Consider it done. Just pretend you're a dog walking through uh, a marshy yeah. uh, park in Longmeadow. Uh, all of a sudden, your one paw gets stuck. Yeah. And then you take your paw. You take your other paw to get that other paw out, uh-huh, and all yeah, of a sudden yeah. both paws are stuck. Now you got your two paws behind you. Yeah. You try to get one of those to kind of jimmy one of the paws out, yeah. and then it ain't working. You, 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 then all of a sudden your third one gets stuck. Right. And then your fourth one gets stuck, and now you're screwed. Do they need like a like a like a winch to pull this dog out of the muck, or what do they what do they do? How yeah. do how'd they get that out? They were actually going to call that guy's father up in Northampton who tried to tow his car out of the cemetery before he got there and said, "Hey, uh, we'll be yeah. right there. I'm gonna get the dog first. Can you get your trailblazer and your tow strap? We got a dog to pull out of the bog here." Um, they have a leash law in Longmeadow, though, don't they? I'm sure they you do. Can't just let your dog wander around the uh, the the golden paved streets of Longmeadow. Oh, in that town, you probably have to have a golden poop scooper to go with it. Sure, you do. Yeah. Yes. But the good news is the dog was rescued. I I feel bad. You see the picture of the dog, and it's like just covered in mud, like from its uh, like its tummy all the way down oh, to yeah. its legs. And you know, some dogs just don't like taking a bath. No, they don't. Uh, speaking of dogs, this week. Actually, yes. Because the fur would stick to the owner's tongue. I, I, that's always been my problem. That's disgusting. I mean, well, I mean, you you want to make sure your dog is clean, don't you? Yeah. But Unless you're, you're going to be showing it off around the streets of Longmeadow. You let him do it himself. That's a job he can do on his own just Oh, really? Fine. Yeah. Okay, be that way. Police in Massachusetts found multiple dogs left in hot cars Tuesday as warmer weather hits the Commonwealth. Please help us to educate other pet owners by reminding them that inside of a motor vehicle can reach 10 to 15 degrees higher uh, than the uh, than that of the outside temperature, even in the shade and even with the windows down. The Dedham police wrote on Facebook, police said animal control found five dogs, quote, inside hot motor vehicles on Tuesday, and this week is only predicted to become warmer. It is illegal in Massachusetts to leave animals in hot cars after making a reasonable effort to find the car's owner. Police are allowed to enter the car by any reasonable means to protect the health and safety of the animal. You get in the end of that uh, that billy stick with the glass smasher on it. Mm-hmm. Last summer, a 59-year-old man who police did not publicly identify was charged with two counts of animal cruelty for allegedly keeping the pair of dogs inside a large crate in his parked car in Cohasset at the time. The weather was sunny and temperatures were in the mid-80s. The estimated temperature of the, outside, of the inside of the car when the dogs were rescued was about 120 degrees. Yeah, it's a little hot. I still, my favorite Simpsons uh, episode or the scene <laughs> was when they go to Arizona. Yeah. And they leave the dog in the back of the car and they walk away from the car and Homer looks up and sees it's 120 degrees outside or 119 degrees. He goes, ooh, almost forgot. And he runs back to the car and he knocks on the window to the dog. There's water under the seat. <laughs> How's a dog supposed to open up, open up a water bottle without yeah, thumbs? That's the joke. You, you get it? That's That's the whole thing. That's the whole silly part of it. Uh, some tenants of the Eastfield Mall have been raising concerns over what they claim is a, quote, lack of support ahead of the mall's closure. The Eastfield Mall is set to close this summer, and the city of Springfield has been working with the mall developer Onyx Partners to help tenants transition. One <coughs> business owner claims they're not receiving adequate re- support or funding from the mall developer or city. When asked about these claims, Springfield Mayor Dom Dom reiterated that the uh, city and Onyx Partners continue to make the efforts to help tenants with the change. These establishments and uh, and some uh, good businesses and some have kiosks and uh, they're being able to stay rent free, utility free for two months, three months. 
to help them with the transition. The Economic Development Council is the point person in helping with the transition, and we're hopeful that if this businesses can, we'd like them to stay in the city. Bada bing, bada boom, God bless Dom Sato. You know, uh, like I said before, I'm sure the mayor wants this, but uh, if the tenants currently in the mall are feeling like they're not getting support from Onyx, eh, what's the mayor going to do? The mayor's going to have to show a little bit of muscle. He's going to have to uh, make some heads roll with these meatheads. Mm-hmm. Hey, you meathead, make sure these tenants are taken care of. <laughs> Before you level that building down, make sure those dingbats are paying attention. I like them uh, them G-Rows over there at the, at the uh, uh, Mykonos. Mykonos. Uh, I, like yeah. Mik- I like Mykonos. Who doesn't love a good piece of little fried lamb uh, with oh, some onions man. and tomatoes right down, over down there? Those pitas nice with that tzatziki yeah. sauce. Oh, that's so freaking good. That, and that Irish place. We actually get along, you know what I mean, the Irish. <laughs> that old, that old, that that's a, that was an old, that was an old time tradition thing. Yeah, right. The Irish and the Italians didn't get along. We get yeah, along. They get now. along fine. Yeah, they get along just fine. But uh, go support your local businesses over there. Um, oh wow, I just saw this story, the picture again of the dog. It's like it's like black from its now. It's like it's from its head all the way. Well, down. a lot of dogs are black. That's not the picture on uh, Western Mass News. All right. Uh, Crews from multiple Western Mass towns responded to Old Boston Road in Wolverham Tuesday afternoon for reports of a building fire. According to Captain Brown, uh, they received the call around 3.26 p.m. He told Western Mass News that uh, crews arriving on scene reported heavy smoke billowing from a recycling building, prompting a second alarm to be struck. The uh, building was occupied at the time of the fire, but fortunately, everyone inside was able to make it out safely. One person was treated for smoke inhalation, but it's unknown if they required medical attention at a hospital. Crews from Ludlow, Westover, and Palmer assisted on the scene. Station coverage in Wilbraham was provided by Bondsville Fire Department. Cause of the fire has not been provided at this time. That's a terrible story. But going back to that dog, um, it looks like it's been in an oil slick. It looks like one of those birds you'd find in the on the beach after the Exxon Valdez, you know, started pouring oil all over the place. Yeah. That dog is filthy. It is filthy. Forget about me trying to clean, you know, uh, clean uh, that dirt with my tongue. That dog's on its own. Yeah. You got to you got to get a pressure washer to get that stuff You'll off. You'll cut a dog like that in half with a pressure washer. Ah, you get one of those electric ones that don't even have any more than maybe 80 psi in it. You know? <laughs> I don't know, man. That is a that is a Filthy, filthy dog. <sighs> Western Mass News was the only camera in the courtroom Tuesday as a Holyoke police captain accused of sexually harassing a female co-worker appeared before a judge. At issue is the decision of whether to extend the harassment prevention order against Captain Manuel Reyes, who is currently on administrative leave. The judge ruled to extend the harassment prevention order for a year, saying she felt that the female officer's story was more believable than the captain's. Longtime Holyoke Police Captain Manuel Reyes appeared in Chicopee District Courtroom Tuesday morning after the fellow female officer accused him of sexual harassment over a period of three years. She filed a harassment prevention order, and on Tuesday, Reyes had the chance to defend himself with his attorney. His defense attorney cross-examined the female officer who Western Mass News is not identifying, asking if she ever... Uh, came it came on to Captain Reyes, uh, and she said no. And uh, the defense attorney says, "You never took control and did that. You didn't feel like a, you didn't like feeling in control in the relationship and doing that. You didn't want to do it again." Uh, no, it was a resounding no from the officer. However, she argued that any communication she had with Captain Reyes was strictly professional and friendly, never romantic. One instance in question occurred back in 2020 when the female officer testified that Reyes took her to her a house he owned. 
there was a couch up against the wall. He pushed me onto it. He pushed his weight on top of me and proceeded to kiss me and proceeded to kiss my neck. And then he worked his way down, exposing my exposing me. Uh, so did he touch you at all at any moment? And she said, yes, he did. And I won't go into the details of what he what he did. But, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's got this mm. protection order on him now. So this is going to be one of those things that will unfold over the next several months as well. I don't know. I don't know, man. Between, uh, Off- Officer Bumbles seems to be, uh, like, the good employee now. <laughs> Yeah, he's the one yeah. who's following procedures. Uh, yeah, just go back to that guy who forgot the gun. Don't worry about this one. <laughs> you pay, pay no attention to the guy on the couch. Yeah. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be sunny and warm and very breezy. There is a fire red flag fire weather warning in effect until 7 p.m. tonight. Uh, but a nice day overall, high of 74 tomorrow. Sunny and warm with a high of 86. It's 63 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. You've heard it or said it before. I'm lucky to have a roof over my head. Yeah, it's a true blessing. Roof. Rock 102. Springfield Classic Rock. It's 850 and Tom Petty with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, beautiful day today, breezy, high of 74. It's 63 right now in downtown Springfield. Hard to believe, but uh, destination. Bike night is coming back, and in the studio with us is Bob Kane Owls from Throttle Rocker Nation. So good to see you. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me uh, again this year. And I got to say, this has been nine years since Destination Bike Night started. Is that true, really? Yep. We're on nine. our ninth season. We kick off next week on uh, 420, April 20th, over at the Agawam Polish Club with live music from... Johnny Six Gun. I, I can't remember. When would they stop doing the bike nights in downtown? It was when? 2015. Okay. So this is our night, as I said, ninth season of going destination. That's crazy destination. that that was nine years ago. Yep. I'm like, what? Did, yeah. did you just say nine years nine ago? Nine years. That's, That's unbelievable. So, right. so Johnny Six Gun on the 20th. It, it, yeah, they are kicking off our season. We go every other week. We have three locations this year. Yeah. Uh, we're at the Polish Club in Aguam. We're at the Amvets in Chicopee, and we've added the Knights of Columbus on Granby Road in Chicopee as well as a new location. Oh, very cool. So we got 11 weeks, again, starting um, April 20th, and we go every other week, weather permitting, of course. Keep an eye on our Facebook page, Destination Bike Night, one of our groups. Yeah. But that's um, not the only event you got going on. No, I got I got a lot of stuff going on. We actually kick off uh, one of our live music series that we do at Gateway City Arts Race Street Live in Holyoke tomorrow night. We have the Iron Maidens, the world's only all female tribute to the Iron Maiden. Now I happen to have uh, actual an actual song that that they've done. Show you how yeah. really great yeah. they are. Yeah. This is uh, their version of uh, of Power Slave, the Iron Maidens. Listen to this. does that sound that's wicked badass power slave that's a that's a great yeah i'd say one of the um if you're actually familiar with the iron maidens at all um alice cooper's guitarist who he's been on tour with yeah is a former iron maidens it is nikki strauss she was a iron maiden yeah oh, well, they're they're stupidly talented they i mean they're really talented. good this is an incredible show uh it's doors open at seven tomorrow night we got a local band uh these kids are all in high school Theater of Malum. They're all under the age of 18. They're going to be opening up for these girls tomorrow really? night. Wow. Uh, it's kind of an early show. They go on, um, Theater of Malum goes on at 8, and the Maidens go on at Well, nine. they got school the next day. Yeah. 
They got to go to school. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it, and it's at Ray Street Live in Holyoke. Uh, and then we, of course, have our destination bike night season kickoff on the 20th. And then on April 23rd, which is a Sunday, is our uh, annual Native American bike blessing at the Chickabee Moose. Uh, last year, we, um, we blessed over 600 motorcycles and wow. riders. Very cool. Uh, so that's all going on. You can find us all out on our uh, on our Facebook page, Destination Bike Night, mm-hmm. or at Throttle Rocker Nation on our Facebook as well. I'm sorry. Did you uh, pick the Chickabee Knights of Columbus on Granby Road because it's the Chickabee Knights of Columbus number 69? Yes. That's why we go. I did that in your honor. I would have picked that too. Thank you very much. <laughs> Uh, but you, you guys do a lot of work for charity. Yes. Uh, um, m- multiple charities involved. In which, these. one of the great things, we have a lot of vendors that actually show up to our bike nights, set up uh, a lot of local crafters, but we also allow all our nonprofit organizations that are promoting events to set up for free so they can let the community know what they have going on. Uh, from Breathe Free, Ride Hard, which is coming up in July, we've got uh, No More Silences, uh, another motorcycle run. We have... Um, uh, uh, one call away and some others as well that come and set up and let everyone know about their uh, their mm-hmm. cause and their charities and their events so it, it's kind of like a helping them get their word out now is uh as far as the destination bike night go i mean you obviously you're running this through throughout the, uh, the summer do you got a, a lineup of, of, of bands already, we, or, yeah. or that's oh, yeah. still the, on the underway? The bands are all set. We go. We got Change Up. We got ADHD, Shovelhead, of course, Backstage Pass, Unleash, uh, Black Cadillac, Lindsay LaBelle is coming, uh, General Gist, F-Mom, and um, Night Moves are our bands for the year, starting off with Johnny Six-Gun. Very cool. Nicely Very done. Nice. Nicely yeah. done. Yeah, you're now you're you're a rider. Yes. still you still yep. a rider. I still after, ride. Uh, all that, after uh, all, all that after hobble. all the 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 accident, what was almost um, it's twelve years ago now. So are you one of those guys that uh, you know you see a winter day and you're like, yeah, I'm gonna take the bike out even though it's uh, twenty degrees outside and uh, maybe not twenty. <laughs> the, the thing the, the thing but, I'm worried about the most if I was gonna be doing something like that is the sand on the on the road. That's usually where most riders who are. A a uh, year-round rider will kind of stop once that sand starts coming out yeah that's usually yeah. where we'll put it away so basically bike season really should start when the street sweepers are out cleaning up all that pretty stuff much off the and road. they've been out yeah yeah um, i've seen them and i've had some friends already been out but it hasn't been that bad this year as far as the sand and, and yeah. salt yeah uh, on the ground we've actually had a very mild winter and a lot of guys rode year-round now, uh, it just so happens that your first event happens on an 87-degree day. So yes. <laughs> uh, I don't know how you manage that, but that's, you couldn't have asked for better timing, Bob. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you're you're going to tease everybody now. Because, oh. you know, what happens if, you know, it's New England. It, uh, it June is. 1st, the, wet, the temperature could be 30 degrees it could. outside. It yeah. could. <laughs> you know, I, w- I will say this, and not, to, and not that uh, you know, I'm getting anything in return out of this, but but uh, but Ray Street Live yeah. has turned into a really cool venue. They bring in some great shows throughout the year and yeah. this is this is uh, one of them yeah really and, cool. and was, they, they've done a lot of uh they brought you know anna popovich and they've got uh, other other great kind of uh indie music uh and this is kind of where we started shaking hands where i bring in more of the the, the rock and classic um music and so they're still doing stuff over there and always check out their website which is uh, gateway city arts and ray street live and check out one of those websites you'll find out everything going on um but i was really fortunate to kind of um shake hands with them after we lost one of our uh, our major uh music venues yeah just recently uh live music in this market is really kind of 
you know, yeah. not really knowing where it's going and, and try, still trying to find its place. And I'm trying to find something. It will. Some, get it. It someone, will. We'll somebody's going to get to, you know, get back yeah. on track. It's, it's only so, just a matter I know, of time. I'm always looking for uh, unique locations. Um, I like the traveling idea of bringing things here, there and everywhere. Uh, but I'm always looking for something where we can bring a live music show. Yeah. Bob Kane Alves awesome. from uh, Throttle awesome. Rocker Nation. Great, great to see you. Right. These all great events. Like yeah. I said, uh, tomorrow night at uh, at Race Street, uh, the Iron Maidens with uh, Theater of Malum, and then on the uh, the twentieth, Johnny Six Gun of the Polish American Club in Angola. Great yes. stuff. Yeah. It's, uh, it's that time of year where I get to put that shirt on that says "I'm the bitch that fell off." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm actually re- I'm wearing a shirt that says, "If you can read this, the bitch fell yeah, off." Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Cowles, good to see you. Thank you, guys. It's uh, just about 8.58 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Two great tastes that taste great together. Chocolate and peanut butter. Nice. Burger and fries. Of course.